Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. Derek here and this is episode number 51. Now, if this is your first time in the podcast, well, welcome like always. Well, if this is your first time, it's not going to be like always. But this podcast, let me tell you, it's about solo and cooperative board games. We do one episode per week and or weekish, I will say. Uh, and we also do one episode per month, which is called Solo with Friends which uh, in where we talk about a competitive game. Also, we have a very special episodes that we don't talk about again. We do an interview with a designer, we do an interview with publishers, uh, we do interview with, uh, you know, pre uh, with designers of the pre-Kickstarter games, uh, post-Kickstarter games, or also with content creators like you here on, or in case you haven't checked it out on episode 50, which it was the, the previous one, with Adam Smith from Rolling Solo, and before that we did the episode number 49 with my friend Mark Dainty, and that was the Essen 2019 special. So, you know, we have these very special episodes once in a while, like this one, episode 51. It's a very special one because it was, this, what you're going to hear is an interview that we recorded back on, on November 2019, and this with my friend Sam Aho. Now, Sam Aho. He plays a very important part in gambling games. Uh, I'm not going to spoil you because you're going to hear him talking on the interview. But anyway, we talk about three, three big games uh, from gambling games. Now, gambling games is better known or most famous known by their series of the tiny epic games. We're going to talk about in this first round with Sam Aho about three very nice Tiny Epic Games, that one of those, it was recent, recently delivered to all the backers, is now in the stores. All of these uh, titles that we're going to talk about, they're already on retail stores and also on the Gambling Games website. Uh, these games are perfect ideas for Christmas holidays gifts. So check it out. We talk about each game. Uh, you know, we talk about what we like about the game, the components, the box and cover, everything just like we do in every episode. And in the future, you're going to have more episodes like this with our friends from Gambling Studios. We're going to be doing our round two where we're going to talk about another two, another three tiny epics. And then in future episodes, we're probably going to review, I don't know, the, the bag, the hole, you know, for tiny epics, the bag that is designed to for you to carry out all your tiny epics and take them with you wherever you travel. Also, we can talk about the mats and stuff like that, but that will be in the future, you know. Of course, I, I need to say that these games that we're gonna talk about tonight, gambling games, they were very nice and then provided me with those games. They sent it directly through my home address and I played those uh, quite a few times before we record the episode. And I'm looking forward for receiving more games from them and you know, do more episodes and all that stuff. So anyway, these episodes, besides talking about those games, we also talk about, you know, life in particular, like my background as a gamer, Sam background as well in the company and, and as a gamer as well. So it's a very interesting episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you like it. Once again, this is episode number 51 with Gambling Studios, round one of our tiny epics. Now, also I need to say that the episode number 52 that is going to be released just a little bit before Christmas, that's going to be our top five solo cooperative, competitive, and honorable mentions and things like that. The list, the list at the end of the year that I know, I know I'm missing listeners you like. And for that episode, I was very happy that it's already been recorded, that my friend Caleb and Jonathan uh, joined me. Uh, you know, you, if you have listened to my previous episodes, uh, probably you know who Caleb and Jonathan is because they have been in 
quite a few episodes, especially at the beginning of the show when we started probably, I would say from episode one to uh, 25-ish around. Uh, you know, and I'm very happy that they jumped into this episode again for to do that special top five. So also that will be on episode number 52. Anyway, now I will let you enjoy. I will let you start listening with this episode. Once again, if you haven't listened to the previous one, go and check it out. The interview with Adam Smith, the Essence special, the Jenkins special, and you know, all the episodes that we dedicate to a, a particular game or a particular subject in the board game universe. Once again, this is Tarek. Welcome very much. Uh, welcome very much. It's just like, thank you very much, I guess. And remember that you can follow us also in our social media. Uh, we are in Instagram, we are in Twitter, and we are in Facebook at Solo BG Podcast. And those three platforms at Solo BG Podcast. And also remember that this podcast, it can be listened to wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever podcasts can be found. With that being said, just a few examples. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Amazon uh, Podcasts, Stitcher iVox, uh, Board Game Geek website, iHeartRadio, wherever podcasts can be found, Solo BG is there. Thank you so much for listening. We're getting close to the holidays. Check these ideas that I have for you and uh, provided by our friends from Game Living Studios. That amazing ideas that you can give as a gift for this Christmas or also why not? You can auto-gift one of those to you because you're going to have epic moments on your table. Without being said, let's start with the show in three... Two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. This is a very, 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 I would say it again, a special one, because if you have listened to the previous ones, um, you know that I already spoiled it, and I already told you that we had something very nice prepared for all of you. Uh, now that we are in Christmas time, and we're getting there for that special time of the year of all the gamers, when you're thinking about it and making your list already and trying to get the best games and whatever is the hype right now and get the most awesome epic adventures on your table. Well, this is one of the episodes that you want to listen to because I have a very special guest. Tonight or today or this evening, depends on where you're listening and what are you doing, either running on a subway, on a plane, on a train, on a car, or you're swimming. And by the way, like I always ask you, you swimming and you listen to podcasts, you need to tell me how to do it because that's very weird. Anyway, uh, depends on what you're doing. I have my friend Sam Ajo from Gambling Games. Mr. Sam, how are you tonight or today or this evening? You know, I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's great to have you on. You know, I need to I need to share with you amazing listeners and friends. Sam has been great, and all the people from Gambling Games, they all have been great with, with me, uh, you know, since I reached out to them, and, you know, as, as always, I reach out to publishers and designers. They were very nice, you know, they sent very fun games that we're going to talk about this in this episode, and, you know, Sam, I just want to say it on air right now in front of the world, you know, that thanks, thanks for all the support to Solo BG Podcast. 
Oh, you're very welcome. We are happy to support you. We're always looking for really fun, engaging uh, media outlets to be able to get the word out on our games. Um, and so when you reached out, uh, you know, I looked into it a little bit. And I said, yeah, these are these are some people that we want to that we want to help out. I think you're doing some good stuff. Well, I'm glad that you were like, hey, yeah, no, even if this guy sounds like with accent or whatever, probably he's cool anyway. So let's let's give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's great. With talking about accent, by the way. Sam, first, well, here's the first two questions, and I'm going to already start to ask you things. But, okay, right. so please uh, tell, tell us, I mean, for all the amazing listeners and, and myself as well, why not? Who is Sam Ajo? Gambling games, all that good background and present stuff from your career. And then we're going to talk about when I mentioned Accent. is because you came back from Essen. You were at Essen. And we're going to talk about Essen a little bit also briefly with you. But who is Sam? Gambling, all the stuff. Go for it. The microphones are all yours. All right. Uh, well, I'll start with my personal history um, first. So I, um, I did not start my career in board games. Uh, that's a, a more of a recent thing in the past few years. Um, but I have been a gamer my entire life. I grew up with my family playing board games and card games, uh, primarily card games. Um, and I really got into the board game industry in uh, 2010. Okay. Um, and uh, started playing more of the hobby board games. And it absolutely, uh, it, it made me go crazy for them, you know. I, um, and, and I really got into the hobby, um, played a lot, got involved with a couple of different publishers. Um, and uh, I re I've been helping Gamelin out for several years. Um, okay. And, uh, became a full-time employee with Gamelin Games uh, officially on January 1st of 2019. But I have been involved with the company for several years, just mm -hmm. became an official full-time employee this year. Um, previously, I worked in finance. So I was actually an investment advisor um, prior to Gamelin Games. Okay. And, now and that, then, was a, that, that was a big change, huh? Like, I, I guess more fun. <laughs> yes. I mean, I went from, you know, looking at stock portfolios and helping people with their finances and doing all that to board games, which was really a great change for me because, it, it, you know, I was able to follow my passion and I was able to take my hobby and turn it into a career, which not everybody gets to do. And I feel very, very lucky uh, to be able to be in the position that I am. Yeah. You know, I always feel like it's a good point that you mentioned, like, I feel so, so happy for all the people that they can do from, like you said, our passion and our hobby, their career. I feel like, I mean, just like you, you they're very blessed people. I mean, you all know amazing listeners. And if you happen not to know, and this is the first time you're listening to us or whatever is the case, uh, of course, I don't do this as a career, as a full time. The podcast is more like a, it started like a hobby and a passion. And now it's like a weekly, uh, you know, um, I guess passion as well that I do. Uh, but I mean, of course, I have my full time job and it's very different for the hobby. I mean, I, I work in a hospital and I have a health career and a bachelor's in, in that aspect. But uh, I'm, I'm so happy for you, Sam, that things work out. And like you said, not, not a lot of people, they're able to work uh, and have fun and do their hobby as their career all the time. You know, that's that's great. And and I was going to say when you told me, like, well, I start with gambling in, in 2019, in January of 2019. I was going to say, like, hold on a minute, because. I even if you have probably noticed me before, I have seen you probably in the two or three past Gen Cons on uh, on gambling booth. I remember yes. you on the booth, yeah. 
Actually, oh, since, si since Tiny Epic Quest, I remember Tiny Epic Quest, you were there. Yes, I was. Uh, like I said, I've been involved with the company for several years, um, but I was never a, a full-time employee. And so the, the full-time work started this year. But yes, I have been involved with the company uh, for, for several years. Okay. So now that we talk about your career and we're going to talk about the games, we have three games for tonight. And this is the... This is we're gonna call it the tiny epic round one. And what we're gonna do is every episode we're gonna talk about two or three tiny epic games. Uh, we already had uh, one of the first, probably the episode number three of the podcast, if I don't remember incorrectly. Uh, it was tiny epic zombies. But anyway, when the time comes and goes around, we're gonna talk about probably tiny epic zombies again with another two games, and we could go so forth. So, uh, Sam, this is not the first time, so you won't escape. Um, so anyway. <laughs> You were at Essen. Now that we talk about accents, you were at Essen. How how was Essen? Did you enjoy Essen? What's the difference between Essen and GenCon? Because uh, for, unfortunately, I only have been able to be in GenCon. And like you know, amazing listeners, I live here in Indianapolis, Indiana. But it's on my bucket list, definitely, to go to Germany and, you know, see the beautiful landscapings and have a lot of beer and sausage and also play a lot of games in Essen. So what was your experience in Essen, Sam? Yeah, Essen was amazing. Um, I mean, Germany is is a very very cool place to visit, um, and the show Essen Spiel is is a behemoth. I mean, it's so you look at Gen Con, you know, this past year got a little over seventy thousand attendees. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Essen this year, the last statistic that I saw, um, I don't know if it was official or not, but I saw that they had two hundred eight thousand people. Wow, I read the same thing, yeah. And when I read it, when I read it, it was like, dang, you know. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of soccer. Uh, that's the, the main sports from where I came from. And you have stadiums, big stadiums, that there are 100,000 people, right, like soccer stadiums. But when you see those stadiums and we, when you go to a, a soccer game and you see them pack, you're like, man, this is like, you know, 100,000 people. Now double that. <laughs> and for board games, and, and then you have people saying like, I don't think board games are popular, and then you have those numbers. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, what, what? What's going on, right? And and yeah, so it was crowded all the time, Sam. Yes, it was. It, Essen Essen is notoriously difficult to navigate through. So okay. if you take GenCon, which you're familiar with, you know it's it's a yeah. really big hall, but there's kind of like two-ish sections of the hall. You've got kind of the back hall and kind of the the, the more main hall. So Essen is six halls. Not one, but six. Um, and I would say all of the halls are not quite as big as the one main Gen Con hall, but they're okay. close. Okay. So take Gen Con basically times five or six. And that's and that's what Essen is. Okay. Now, obviously, gambling games was over there, which is very nice because one of the, of the things that, are, you know, European friends that I – that I'm very blessed to have and very happy to have, uh, and that I meet them through their hobby. One of the main things that sometimes they, um, you know, kind of complain is that some publishers, I guess from America, they don't go to Essen, you know, and even some big publishers that I don't want to mention their names, you know, big companies, they don't go to Essen. And they, I mean, they, you have, I guess, uh, uh, other kind of publishers and designers over there. But I mean, the fact that gambling games which I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, I know is base located and it was funded here in, in, in United States. I yes. mean, the fact that gambling is over there, 
that shows a lot of appreciate appreciation from gambling to their to the uh you know us as a gamers and fans you know so that's great well absolutely i mean we what one thing we love about conventions is to actually go out and meet the fans and talk to them um you know i love it when when people come and you know say hey we love this game you know this this game has meant this to us this game has done this for us uh, we love hearing that um yeah. because it really it really makes us because board games do a lot for people um you know and, and they mean different things to different people but for some people it really has an effect on their lives and it helps them connect with others um and so it's really really fun to to meet everybody and see them and uh, Essen is is the place where we get to see a lot of our international backers um, and our international supporters. And so for us, it's a given. You know, we, we have to go to Essen. Um, we just love it too much to not go. That's correct. And 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 you say like to finish, you know, this this part and jump into the game before we jump into them. Uh, I want to say and make a comment like you're 100 percent right. Like like you were sharing with us in, in your situation. No, uh, this this hobby became your career. And now it seems that I can tell that you're probably one of the most ha happier persons already because you, you're, <laughs> it sounds your voice very happy, very excited. You know, that's great. It's, it sounds like you're having fun every day, which is good. But I can share with you, for example, for me, I mean, when I moved here to India or to Indianapolis, uh, board games, uh, through board games, I met a lot of friends and I still met a lot of new friends. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to meet more people. And through the hobby came the podcast and You know, it's it's an amazing hobby. I think, uh, you know, a lot of you amazing listeners and gamers and you, Sam, you're going to agree with me that probably this is a very unique and probably one of the most beautiful hobbies because you can have a hobby like, okay, let's let's say uh, like me, I like a lot, a lot of movies, right? Like a lot, I like a lot of from the, from the scripts uh, point of view, from the photography point of view, from the soundtrack point of view and things like that. Right. Not too much about the actors or actresses. Uh, but anyway, if, if I if, if I share with you the hobby, I will probably sit with you and watch a movie, but we won't talk during the movie. We're just going to sit down side by side and watch a movie. Uh, and, you know, if my I don't know if my if my hobby is gambling, which is not a very, a very <laughs> if you like to gamble. I mean, you're probably going to be on yourself or checking in statistics and things like that. So probably that's a bad example. But anyway, you get the idea. But with board games, you have that part of the, of, of the of the day that you get to be playing or be i guess sharing with other people around the table usually you don't have technology involved and you start to play have fun talk and in cooperative games you get that community of reaching a certain goal so i just think that it's, it's a perfect hobby it's a it's a beautiful hobby don't you think oh absolutely i agree i I have made so many friends through board gaming um, and honestly friends that I never would have expected. One of really my best friend that I have, I met him at work um, in my previous career and we had just been chatting one day and he had asked me, you know, just making chit chat. Uh, yeah. You know what I did over the weekend, and I was like, "Well, you know, I do this nerdy thing. I play board games." And he was like, "What? What board? What do you mean? What board games did you play?" You mean so I'm thinking, Uno or Monopoly? <laughs> yeah, well, well, and, and he asked, he's like, "Well, what board games did you play?" And I mentioned, he's like, "I think I've heard of that one." He's like, "Well, I, I played this game called CO2," and immediately oh, I was like, yeah. "Hold on, say what?" <laughs> and you know that it it grew into. You know, we started hanging out and playing board games, and now he's my best friend. Unfortunately, I moved away from him, 
but he still flies yeah. down and, uh, you know, has board gaming weekends with me here in Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so board gaming gave me my best friend and a lifelong, you know, lifelong friendship there. So I, I owe a lot to board games besides just my career. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same situation right now. And by the way, CO, CO2 is a great game. I think it's the designer is Vita Lacerda, I think. It is. Yep. Yeah, but it's a, it's a great game. Great game. Uh, you know, it's great. <laughs> We're not going to talk about CO2 because we can talk about, about it all night because it's one of my also my favorite games. But uh, I actually know, got NSN Vital's newest game on Mars. Oh, yeah. You know, that was a very successful Kickstarter recently. Have you played it already? I haven't. No, it's sitting. It's sitting in my game room, waiting to be uh, unwrapped uh-huh. with many of the other games I acquired in Essen. I'm pretty sure it, ha- it happens. I mean, I can imagine for you that you work, you know, as, as your career in the in the media, uh, compared to me as a fan when I go to GenCon and I just go walk away from GenCon with 14 or 15 games, and you don't end up playing all of them, or at least in my case, until let's say. Uh, GenCon finishes in August. I don't end up playing all of them until December or January. And by that time, I already got more games that I pre-order and more Kickstarter and so forth. But before we go with that, it's part of the hobby. It's okay. It's not an addiction. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> oh, oh, it's an addiction. And, I know, right? I mean, but a good one. The size of my game room tells tells me that it's an addiction. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, but, you know, uh, what about you? Do, you? do you play with your with your significant other, with your wife? Do you play? Does she play games too? Uh, she plays some games. Uh, okay. she doesn't play regularly. She didn't, she did not grow up playing board games, um, uh-huh. like I did. And so she will play some games with me. I have to really vet the games before I introduce them to her. Um, but she will play some with me. Okay. Well, I, I'm very lucky enough also that, uh, my wife, she, like I said, she plays games with me. She loves cooperative games mostly. And I prefer to play cooperative game with her because if I play competitive, she will kick my butt. Um, but <laughs> that's why I'm like, honey, let's play a cooperative. Let's play, you know, one of the tiny epics or horrified or she loves Lord of the Rings by Fantasy Flight. And or, uh, you know, now with the Marvel Champions, she jumped into the hype, too. And we're, we're playing. But anyway, now Lord of the Rings, I, I, I just have to stop for a quick second. Lord of the Rings, the LCG. No, 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 no. Well, we, we oh, okay. I played that one too, but you know the one that I'm very fascinated right now is the one from Fantasy Flight that has the same uh, mechanic as Journey's Masters Middle of Madness Second Edition. Yeah, with the app. Ah, and, Journeys in Middle Earth. Yeah, that one. Oh my god, I've been having a blast. But also because I like the theme a lot, and you know, we're we're not gonna jump into detail, but you know how some people they are like, well, if it involves an app, it involves technology, and I don't want it on my table, and what? But I guess. It's also an inevitable future that we're going to start to get soon as well, which, by the way, that will be a question for later on in the show for Tiny Epics. But anyway, now let's okay. talk about the gambling games because they're a lot of fun, and I don't want to spoil yes, it anymore. Let's, let's, do it. let's start from the beginning, Sam. So first of all, most of the games, or all of the games, correct me if I'm wrong again, are designed by Scott Alms, right? They are all designed by Scott Alms. Now, Scott Holmes, he's, a, he's the founder of, of uh, Gambling Games? He is not. Nope. He's, um, oh, the, okay. Yeah, the founder and CEO of Gambling Games is Michael Coe. Uh, but uh, Scott has been the main designer between uh, for all of most of Gambling Games uh, products, but all of the Tiny Epic series. So Scott is not an official employee of Gambling Games, um, but he has designed most of our games that we have released 
he does a great job, let me tell you that. Uh, because every tiny epic, it, it feels and it plays very different. But before we jump into the games, <laughs> just in case if you amazing listeners or some listeners, which I don't think that's all of you, but if you have been in a bubble for the last, let's say, 20 years, I mean, 20 or 10 years in the board game universe, and you don't know what is what is this thing called tiny epic? What is What is this all about? Well, I don't know where you have been. Because Tiny Epic is a big thing in the board game hobby, and it is for good. Now, let's start. Let's start to talk about the concept of Tiny Epic, Sam. Yes. What is the? What is it? Because even if every game plays different, I feel like they have the same idea or concept behind of Tiny Epic, which is very good. So tell us a little bit about more about that concept, that idea, which we all know, but you know, it's always better to listen it from the people that it's in the company. Absolutely. So when we go through to make a new Tiny Epic, there are certain things that we keep in mind that we say, okay, these are going to be our, basically our strategic objective objectives. Um, we want to make sure that the Tiny Epic games have easy entry. We, you know, we want to be able to engage people very quickly um, and, you know, not have to weed through a 40 page rule book. That's not what the Tiny Epic series is about. Okay. Uh, but we also want to have, with that easy entry, high strategy. There needs to be lots of fun, interesting, and engaging choices in there. We want low downtime so that there's not a lot of, you know, just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. A short playtime. All Tiny Epics are designed to be able to play within an hour. Um, high replayability. We want you to be able to play the games over and over and still have fun new experiences. Um, and, of course, they all need to fit in a small box because yeah. they wouldn't be Tiny Epic if they didn't fit into the Tiny Epic box. That's correct. Now, <laughs> here's the thing about Tiny Epic, my friends. It's for me, the concept, the concept that I see it this way. It's a small box, which I don't have the accurate measurements for the box. Do you have the measurements over there? But I always say like, I always call it a very accessible uh, uh, size. And literally right now I'm opening the palm of my hand and the box is kind of close to the size of the palm of my hand. Uh, you know, which is a very standard size palm of hand, I guess. Uh, so um, the, the you know, game boxes the, are seven inches long by an inch and a half tall. So now you have my the dimensions of my hand. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so that's the size of the box, basically. And it's super accessible because you can take it everywhere. You know, you have listened to previous episodes and I say, you know, this game is the size of the box is super accessible because Sam, I don't know if you knew this, but on the on the podcast, when we when we do uh, when we talk about a game. We have different sections, and one of the sections is box and cover. And on the box and cover, I always, of course, talk about the cover, the art, because I feel like all the people that work behind a project, in this case a board game, and they all should be credited, and it's worth mentioning, and they deserve it too. So I always talk about the art and the box, how do we see it, if it's a box that it attracts you, as soon as you go to a gaming store, and you're like, oh, what is that game? And probably you're like, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know if it's good or bad, but I'm just going to buy it because I love how it looks. So anyway, so that's why we address in box and cover and also the size of the box. Now, like I said, this is very accessible. You can put it in any backpack. You can put it in any, you don't need a backpack. You can put it in any bag. You can just put it on your car with you in the train, on the subway, uh, wherever you are. Even if you're running, you're just a little pouch that you have on the side of your bike or something, or, you know, it literally fits everywhere. Um, and the idea from Tiny Epics, for me at least, the way I see it, is that in this small box, you get literally an epic experience, an epic adventure. 
that you can find also in other games with bigger, bigger, bigger box and uh, like you say, 40 minutes uh, rule book and all the stuff, but easier, very straightforward, and probably an even, even more funnier than some of them. Uh, so that's that's the concept for me of Tiny Epic. Now we have three games that we're gonna talk about tonight in this uh, Christmas time, Christmas Eve, and these games. I will tell you right now, spoiler alert, it's games that I, I truly, Derek from Solo BG Podcast, recommend you uh, either for yourself to get an auto Christmas for you or to give to all of your families or uh, gamer friends because the games are fantastic. Their games are new, are fresh, and, you know, they're a lot of fun. So with the first one that we're going to start, Sam, I'm going to move the box here because I'm going to do the audio unboxing. You can hear it. Right now, I'm going to do the audio unboxing, <laughs> and I'm opening the game, as always, in front of you, amazing listeners, and that way you can have that audio unboxing experience without watching any video. So we're going to talk about Tiny Epic Galaxies. Oh, my. This is one of my favorites, Sam. I need to say this is one of <laughs> my favorites. I mean, I love the theme. It's amazing. Um, I hope it's one of your favorites, too. Let me open the box while you tell us that. It is, yeah. I, I love Tiny Epic Galaxies. Um, I mean, it was, uh, it was the, it's obviously our most popular title. Everybody loves Tiny Epic Galaxies. I love uh, Tiny Epic Galaxies. Yes, I do. But <laughs> it's, it's super simple to learn um, and offers <laughs> a lot of really fun, not only gameplay, but player interaction. I love the interaction in there. I love getting onto a planet track and then, you know, battling someone else to, to gain control of the planet and, you know, yeah. up those tracks and, and using the, the really nice custom dice as your action selection mechanism. Uh, it, uh, honestly, it's, it's great. It's great. And then you now, have beyond the black into it, which is the expansion. And it just oh takes my it God. to the level. That, that will be for round two, my friend. That will be for tiny epic <laughs> round two. Anyway, as soon as you open the box, well, it tells you on the side that it's one to five players. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Gambling for doing that. That you think about the solo player, this is solo BG, you know, we like solo games. Well, here with Tiny Epic Galaxies, my friend, you can do solo and have a blast like I do. It's one to six, one to five players, I'm sorry, it plays 30 to 40, 30, 30 to 45 minutes, very accurate. Uh, it's age 14 euro plus. I don't know why they put 14 euro plus because this game honestly can be played even for, I don't know, I, I can see a, a kid of eight or 10 year old playing this game and having a blast too, but I guess it's by other standards. Now, the first thing that you get, it's a fantastic rule book. I love when board games, uh, they really care about their rule book in that way you don't have to struggle and go to board game geek and read it and look, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that and all this stuff? Well, it's a very nice, I will tell you how many pages here. It's a very nice uh, 11 double-sided full-color pages of tiny epic rulebook. And then you have the meeples. With, they are spaceship in different colors. You have the trackers for the energy, for the culture, that there are different uh, tracks that you will experience during the game. Also for your empire, because, of course, you want to have control like Darth Vader of your empire. And then you have <laughs> all the cards that represent the planets. You have the custom med die and the mats. Which they all double sided, and you will you will be like, well, double sided, that's cool, you know, more art. No, my friends, they're double sided because the game plays very different when you play it solo, because it gives you that experience that you have somebody else playing against you over there. So you're playing solo on the table, you can turn to your right, and oh my god, this ghost is rolling like crazy. So then you have that side of the mat when you have the the you know the auto, I will let's call the auto player or the AI. 
and they have cool names like I was fighting the pirates the earlier. Rogue, the rogue galaxies. That's yeah. What the, that's what you're fighting. You're fighting the rogue galaxies. Yeah, and actually, if you go, my friends, uh, to our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Solo BG Podcast, you will see a lot of pictures that I usually post about the tiny epic galaxies. And before we jump into to briefly talk about the game, Sam, another thing that I really like it's like you open the box and you can think like, well, the box looks cool, whatever. No, the box is useful. And spoiler alert, another game that we're going to talk about tonight, also the box is very useful. But in this case, for tiny epic galaxies, one part of the box is your dice tray. So no worries if you don't have where to roll the die. You roll the die here in the box, and that's the galactic dice tray that you have there. And then you have a clarification on planet actions. That means you you frequently ask questions. You have it here, like when you get those questions that even if the rule book is very very nice and very straightforward, but even if you have doubts, don't go to to other websites and stroll. Just look here in the box and, oh, okay, well, now I get the clarifications and all this stuff. Okay, good to go. So that's basically what you get inside the box. Also, we already did the section of box and cover and inside the box, Sam. Now let's go to a gameplay. So this game, like you were mentioning, Sam, uh, you're rolling dice, trying to take actions with those dice, trying to uh, conquer some planets, uh, use resources, and try to be the first one with 20, 21 or more victory points, right? Yes, you got it. I got it all. Okay. What else can you add, my friend? <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I mean, my, my quick pitch on Tiny Epic Galaxies, it's a, it's a space exploration game. You're using dice as your action selection mechanism. So yes. you roll your dice. They're custom dice that are beautiful gray swirled dice. They um, are, yeah. That you're trying to upgrade your galaxy or upgrade your empire and gain new planets into your galaxy um, and trying to use those planets to be able to gain more powerful actions. Uh, to be able to score victory points to gain 21 to win the game. Yeah, and you know, one, one, one nice mechanic that I like from the game, Sam, is that when, you, when you're traveling, so you have, in case you haven't played Tiny uh, Epic Alexis, my friends, in that way, this is a good Christmas gift, so listen to this. You, have, you start with certain amount of ships, right, on your, on your planet. You have your base, your galaxy, right? You, have your, you, you will start with two ships usually. And then as you, can, as you keep upgrading your empire, you will get more ships until you get four ships with you that you can send to different planets, different regions. I guess we're going to call it of the outer rim, right? So, mm-hmm. and also uh, you have different, yeah, different resources and you will start with uh, five dice. I think that's where you start. And um, you're going to roll those dice. Start with roll- four dice. Four dice, you're right. Then you see I'm breaking the rules already. You start with four <laughs> dice, and then you roll them. Uh, and basically, you can re-roll them one time without spending energy. Now, if you, if you want to re-roll some of them, well, you will need to spend energy, which is a resource. But one nice mechanic is that when you go to a planet, you have two options. So you can either go in the track to conquer that planet, which at the end, that planet, you got, it's a card that you're going to put under your mat, under your galaxy mat. And it will, uh, besides the victory points that it's going to give you, which it could be two, five, seven, three, four, it will also uh, give you an ability that you can use during certain actions of your turn. Um, but the, the, what I like from the game is like when you go to those planets, you can either go on the track to conquer the planet, or you can just go on orbit, like, hey, I'm here peacefully, you know, like, I, I'm not doing, I don't want to cause any trouble, I don't want to fight for this planet, I just want to, you know, come as a tourist and take a look at the planet and do the action of that card, and then you can go back to your galaxy and, and then go to another planet. So that mechanic of landing and conquering planets, it's great. And also the, the mechanic 
that you have side missions or side quests, which those ones you at the at the beginning of the game you will deal two cards to each player. You will get the players will get to choose one. The other one will be discarded, and then that will be a side mission or a side quest that you're gonna keep it secret from the other players, and also those will trigger. Uh, it could trigger uh, victory points at the end of the game. They don't count as a 21, I don't, I guess, um, game end trigger. But let's say you finish the round with a 21. If you uh, fulfill that quest, there will be more points. So not necessarily whoever whoever triggers the end of the game is not necessarily that that person will be the winner. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, I love I love the game. And if so, if you like sci-fi, if you like spaceships, if you like be in the galaxies if you like movies like interstellar like alien like mars like all those ones that i'm mentioning then my friends tiny epic galaxies is definitely a choose for you now i know sam that uh it's gonna be released or probably it's already on the gaming stores another version of tiny epic galaxies right yes you talk about portability and uh and there is a new version that is releasing probably when this episode airs. Um, okay. It's going to be releasing in December in Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies. Ultra Tiny. Okay, okay. Tell me more about it. <laughs> and excuse my cough. I did return from Essen with a, with a little bit of a cold. Oh, um, those Germans are giving germs. <laughs> no, German, German friends, you're... More. German friends, you're amazing. Don't 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 believe me. You're great, and I want to go to your country very soon. Anyway, you were saying. <laughs> I think it's more of the the long hours with lots of talking and very little sleep and lots of beer. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to ask, did, you, did, did did you got a little beer over there? Uh, you know, I personally I drink more whiskey. Um, so okay. I did drink a lot of whiskey, but I did have some beer, and every beer that I had was wonderful. We actually our booth was kitty corner to a uh, a brewery type booth in Eschenspiel and so we could jump on over for a pilsner and it was very very delicious look lucky <laughs> you sam I, I hope next year you can take me and i can work for gambling too or something i already feel i already feel like i want to go and be in that booth that booth by the brewery i want to be there don't, don't put me in any yes it was it was a good location um <laughs> but I, I was talking about ultra tiny uh um, yeah so ultra tiny we have taken the entire game of Tiny Epic Galaxies. The full game, including the deluxe content, which oh. is the Satellites and Super Weapons mini expansion, which you can only get if you purchase directly from us, um, from our web store um, on www.gamelinggames.com, or if you head back to the original Kickstarter. But all of that we fit from the Tiny Epic box that I told you about, the seven inch by one and a half inches, mm -hmm. into the, the box of a standard deck of cards. So it's even it's even smaller smaller the box, right? It's even smaller. So it is. If you think of you know what a box of playing cards is, you can okay. get Tiny Epic Galaxies in that form, and actually Tiny Epic Kingdoms is also in that form. So we we refer to them by their acronyms: Egg and Utech for Ultra Tiny Epic Galaxies and Ultra Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Ultimately no. portable. Okay, now, is that format going to be for all the games or just some of the games? At the moment, it's only those two, but it is a product line, so we are always looking to expand in the future. Okay, now, the, the size of the cards, and I would assume that they're a little bit smaller, probably. The yes, games, so... The galaxy mats the, and all stuff. Your galaxy mats, so that you're keeping track of your own, those are going to be the size of a normal card. Um, okay. So, like... 
basically the size of the planet cards are in normal tiny epic galaxies and then all of the planets and the super weapons are going to be much smaller much smaller cards to be able to fit in that box okay and now once again these versions of ultra tiny epic which literally with these ones you don't need a bag you just put it on your know on your on your jeans on your shorts and it's gonna mm -hmm. be in your, you can be take your wallet away and just put the game there i guess um, yes yeah that that's great because you can you know this is like this is i can think of this game with the ultra tiny ones that is a, a perfect christmas gift also because in that way you can take it to work you know and if you have a 30 hour lunch or an hour lunch this is a game that you can just pull it up and set it up and it will look amazing on the table and then just put it back on the little box and put it back on your back and your back of your of your jeans your shorts whatever and you know like nothing nothing happened you know so that's great that's great news oh, and, and absolutely once once again, these games, you can get them on the gambling uh, website that we want to mention it again in a little bit. Now, Sam, for the people that like space, sci-fi, like I said, galaxies, you have tiny epic galaxies. Now, now let's talk about another game that plays completely different. It's one of my favorite, too, from tiny epic because the upgrades that you can do with the maples are Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> and this it plays very different. Uh, you can also play it solo. and But it's more the kind of game that if you like combat, if you like a strategy, if you like weapons, if you like robots, if you like big guns and lasers and all that stuff, and then this is the game for you, my friend, because your table will look beautiful. And we're talking about Tiny Epic Mix. Now the box and cover is exactly the same size of every Tiny Epic, which I love, very accessible. And of course, it's a futuristic arena game by Scott Elms, and it's by Gambling Games, of course, who else? And it tells me, or it tells my friends that it plays one to four players. Uh, it is 30 to 40, 30 to 60 minutes, once again, very accurate. And it plays eight, 14 euro plus. And you know, it's a fantastic game. Let me let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's in Tiny Epic Mechs, players take on the roles of highly skilled and athletic mech pilots. They compete in a free-for-all battle royale over the span of six rounds. In each round, players program their action and execute them in order. These actions keep you moving around the arena while allowing you to deploy defensive turrets or explosive mines, collect resources, purchase weaponry power up into your power armor and eventually take control of mighty of the mighty mech which, which oh my god that's it's fantastic when you go to the mighty mech what is the mighty mech what is tiny epic mechs please sam tell us because i already want to set it up on the table and play and i have it here for, for the audio unboxing i'm moving it here on the microphone of course as always and as you're telling us i'm going to open the box and talk about the components as well so Tiny Epic Mechs is set in the future where the entertainment has evolved to everybody coming in to watch highly skilled pilots battle each other in mech suits with highly advanced, awesome weapons. So Tiny Epic Mechs is, at its heart, a programming game. At the beginning of every round, everybody has the same eight programming cards, and you will program out four actions that you would like to take. As you're going around, you're going to be moving around the board, setting up mines and turrets, which almost act like traps that are going to uh, take your opponents down and cause them damage. But also, and inevitably, you're going to engage in combat with your fellow pilots. In combat, you're going to be using your highly advanced weaponry to try and take down your opponents. But then in the middle, there's a mighty mech suit. And whoever is the first to be able to enter into the center square of the map with a fully powered power suit 
is going to jump into the Mighty Mech, and that becomes a King of the Hill, where everybody is trying to take down the person in the Mighty Mech suit. And whoever deals the final blow gets to jump in themselves. And so you I, play over six rounds, and it just is some very, very fun uh, fun experiences. You're running around the map, dropping mines and turrets, running into other people's mines and turrets, and fighting your way out. I love the Mighty Mech. It's, it's, I, I, once again, the pictures, I have them on Solo BG on Facebook, uh, Solo BG Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Mighty Mech, it's a robot that you put the Mipo inside, and you put tons, tons of weapons over there. And basically, it makes you very powerful during the game. Now, Sam, that we talk about the game, let me tell you, amazing listeners, that you will find a very nice, this is a pattern, you know, which is good, a very nice 19 double-sided full-color pages of rulebook that it tells you everything, everything, and I say it again, everything that you need to go, or that you need to, I'm sorry, you need to go, that you need to know uh, to play the game. There's no need for you to struggle and go to websites or whatever to find for information, which I want to ask you, Simon, this is a pattern like, you know, this is the second game of the night, but I mean, honestly, as a player, when I when I play the Tiny Epic games, that's one good pattern that I always found. So do you guys worry a lot about, you know, the their rule book to make sure that everything is in there? Yes, um, we really try to make our rule books all encompassing. And part of Part of why we love Kickstarter um, is the ability to engage with our audience. So one thing that we do with our Kickstarter projects is when we have what we believe is basically the final rule book, we'll actually release that to our backers and say, hey, here's what we have. What do you guys think? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? Um, how does it feel? And we get so much feedback that is really, really helpful and helps us craft the rule books to make them even better because we have the people who are going to be playing them, playing the games and reading the rule books, help us create them. And so it, it helps us make the games that much better. Um, so yes, we pay very close attention to the rule books um, and do our best to make them as, as good as possible for, uh, for all of our backers and people who purchase the game later on. Yeah, and that's amazing, you know, because like you said, I believe, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the third time that I say it on the episode, but uh, the the tiny epics, they're usually, or most of them, I, are always released or funded through Kickstarter, right? They don't go directly yes. to, to the stores. Um, they are, which, they're all done through a Kickstarter project. Which, you know, they, I mean, of course, as you know, as a part of the hobby, as a gamer, um, you know, and all of you amazing listeners, we uh, suffer from a condition called FOMO, which is fear of missing out, of course. And we bagged a lot of things, or at least I do a lot of things through Kickstarter. Some of them very nice. Some of them, uh, some of them, they're just there, right? But what I'm trying to say is like, usually you can see, or you are able to identify a rule book from a Kickstarter game in a non-Kickstarter game, you know, from, from the major publishers or the big publishers. But mm -hmm. with gambling, even if it's a Kickstarter, like you said, it feels different. It feels completely different. And we mentioned at the beginning, gambling, it's a very nice publisher that care about the gamers, that they go to Essen, they go all the way to Essen, they go to Jankon, they go to Origins, I believe, too. They go, yes. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, to the PAX, too. From almost all the important gaming conventions around. 
And that tells us, and their rule books, well, the five rule books, that tells us that once again, they really care about us, which is good. It's fantastic. And on their rule book, Sam, now this is another thing that it, it really surprised me. Uh, we have a famous name here on the tiny epic uh, Max rule book on the back. You know, besides, you know, the game developer, Michael Coe, and designer Scott Elms. I wanted to see your name over there. Some, so you are there, some In my heart, you're in the rule book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there uh, but, on dinosaurs. Okay, that's good. I want to see you there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a big picture of your name there. Uh, tell me something. This guy, the 3D item design, Mr. Emerson Matsuki, is yes. the same Emerson Matsuki that I'm thinking about? <laughs> I'm sure it is. From the if you're he, thinking uh, of the game designer of Reef and and others, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's great. When I saw I saw when when you know when when you guys very uh, kindly sent me the games, I was reading through a rule book and I saw Emerson Matsuki. Wow. <laughs> as, a, as a 3D item design, which is great. You know. You know. There you go. A little bit of fun fact for. He's, he's a very talented. Guys. He's a very talented individual. Oh no, I can see it. I can see it by the 3D design of the game. It's fantastic. You know. And, and actually, that's another thing. Like here on Tiny Epic Max, it's a game that also I've seen it in from in other games of Tiny Epic that you will really enjoy. I don't know the exact name, Sam, and you will tell me about it. And we can talk a little bit. The exact name of modifying the meeples, adding guns and all that stuff. I saw it also on Tiny Epic Quest. I saw it on Tiny Epic Zombies, which once again, I'm giving you spoilers because that will be probably for round two. But in this game, if you like that, well... My friend, in this game, you're going to be putting a lot of stuff in your maples. So what is the name? Because I, I recently read that I, I believe uh, Gambling Games already like did a, uh, you know, like a ownership on that mechanic, I guess, of customizing maples, right? Yes. So they are officially titled Item Meeples. Item Meeples, that's correct. does have a, a trademark on that. But I was going to mention for your listeners, it's Tiny Epic Mechs Definitely, and and the next game we're going to talk about as well. I strongly suggest you go to the Solo BG Facebook and Instagram pages and look at pictures of these, because that's going to really give you the appreciation for the game that it will be hard to get over just audio. Yeah. Um, but you get to take when you go and you purchase uh, an advanced weapon in Tiny Epic Mechs, you get to take that weapon and you get to put it onto your mech suit. You start the game as a pilot where you're just a normal meeple with one basic weapon, and then you can power up into a mech suit where you actually attach armor around your meeple. And then when you get into the mighty mech you also mentioned, you jump out of the power suit and you put your meeple into a giant mighty mech that can also hold the weapons. <laughs> it's fantastic, you know? I mean, I, I don't know about you, Sam, but I, I had to share this, and all of you listeners know and my friends know. I my I have like kind of a ritual when I play games, right? Every time that I'm gonna play board game, I always, always, no matter what, I need to have a soundtrack. And I have already on my Spotify, I guess. There you go, free advertising to Spotify. <laughs> Every time <laughs> I, I have I have my different playlists on Spotify, like let's say survival games, uh, zombie games, sci-fi games, and revenge games, and fighting games, and all the stuff. Well, I choose to put. I don't know if you have seen Amazing Resident, but I choose to put the soundtrack, which I highly recommended, from the movie John Wick, Chapter 3. So mm -hmm. on the movie, the character is, he's, he's, you get tired of seeing the movie and fun at the same time because he's fighting, 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 never stops. And the soundtrack is very, like, hype and very energized, and it's great. Well, I was playing this tiny epic mech with the soundtrack on the back, and 
putting weapons on the meeples, I guess customizing the item meeples now and getting the mighty mech and oh my god, it really it literally literally transported me to I was like in a little meeple, which is hard because I'm big and fat, but I was in the little meeple in there shooting lasers and all the stuff. It's a highly, highly, highly recommended game from as most of the tiny episodes, you know, but this is this is fresh, this is something new and, and it definitely I feel like Tiny Epic, our gambling, really, really uh, put a lot of energy, put a lot of energy on this game, uh, you know, regarding the item meeple like we talk, because this yeah. is, is very fun some to build, to build those meeples and upgrade them. And it's, it's just, it's great. I, I, I don't think, not only on Tiny Epic, I don't think I have seen it in any other game. The way that you transform your, your meeple in this case, or like in any other game that you can transform your miniatures upon, you don't do that. I mean, you have your miniatures, they look very good. You have your pawns, they look very good. Your markers, whatever. But here, the fact that you're modifying what you're playing and not only, not only in, a, in a deck of cards like they usually do, man, that's, that's, that's great. It, it really, really, I mean, I know you can say like, well, you know, they send you the games. You're talking, no, 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 I'm, I'm speaking from my heart. And I, like I always tell everybody, Sam, like, you know, I really appreciate when publishers and designers send me the game. But I always tell the truth. And this game, man, it's... The, besides the fun of the game, it's very fun to build your maples. It's very <laughs> fun. So I, I, I mean, you need to check it out once again. This is, I mean, if this is a perfect episode just before the Christmas time because you you won't miss a thing giving either Tiny Epic Galaxies or Tiny Epic Max as a gift because if you think about it, if you give it to your friend, guess who your friend is gonna play with? With you, my friend, and you're gonna have all those item maples playing. So it's like. You're giving a gift, but at the same time, you're giving a gift to yourself. So, you know, a little bit tricky, which is good. So everybody wins, right, Sam? Everybody wins. Yeah. I, I love playing with the item meeples and Tiny Big Max because I, I feel almost like a kid again. That I'm playing, you know, that I'm playing an adult strategy game and I'm having a blast, you know, engaging my mind. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, I get to put on the blaster. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm putting the yeah. Gatling gun on top of my guy. And then I feel like a kid again. Uh, yeah, exactly, because it, 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 it takes you back to the action figures, you know, era when you were, like you said, putting the, the guns. And I remember that one of my favorite action fi- figures was the Terminator, the Schwarzenegger Terminator from T2. And you were able to put the gun on him and, you know, even the glasses, the jacket and all the stuff. And here's you literally the same, but with our new hobby, which is the board games and the meeples. So it's great. It plays great. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of this from the new uh, in the future of Tiny Epic, more item maple lies, I guess, right? You know, I don't have anything to announce, but it's always something that we're looking at. Oh, that's good. That's good. Don't, don't spoil. Don't spoil. <laughs> okay. So, my friends, once again, if you like a space, go Tiny Epic Galaxies. If you like fight item maples, put guns, blaster, action. Well, you get action too in Tiny Epic Galaxies. But if, if you like what we just talked, then go to Tiny Epic Max. But if you have the same problem as I have, that I like both, then get both because we're going to talk about another very nice thing about uh, Tiny Epic at the end, which is, spoiler alert, the price, which is super, super great. Um, it's almost a seal for what the, the amount of fun that you get. But now let's jump towards our third and final game or the first round of Tiny Epic World or Tiny Epic Universe. Uh, because once again, it's going to be the first round. We talk already about two games. We're going to talk about this third one. And then in a future episode, hopefully very soon, 
we're going to talk about other two or three tiny epics, and we're going to go from there, hopefully, for a lot of rounds, Mr. Sam. But let's talk about this one that I'm moving here. I hope you can hear it. I need to say that also this game, I was uh, the people from Gambling, Ga Gambling Games, they sent it to me. I'm very, I was very excited about it. I saw the Kickstarter. I kind of regret of not backing it. Now I'm happy because I got the game, but I wish I did it back. And then I punished myself for that mistake, and now I'm backing every tiny, every gambling uh, project in Kickstarter. We use, you should too. You're Please a smart go. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes and back everything from gambling games. Uh, this game, this game, Sam. This game. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. It's uh, a tactical combat game, actually, by Scott Oms. I'm going to tell you the game in a little bit. It plays, of course, one to four players. I love that Tiny Epic always cares about the solo players. Plays 30 to 40 minutes. Very accurate. It plays age 14 year plus. I guess it's a pattern from Tiny Epic, but it's okay. We know that you know smaller kids can play too. It has already some expansions on it, which is nice. And you can play two to four players as a competitive. You can play two versus two as a team competitive. You can play solo adventure. You can play two-player cooperative. You can play two four-player battle mode. I won't tell you the name yet. Hold on. It contains six map boxes. You listen right. Map boxes. This is, a, this is the same size of the box that we talk about it. Remember the size of my hand? Which was what, Sam, that I mentioned used to have it in there? Seven inches by one and a half. Oh, my God. My, I, I, I hope that's a good thing for my hand. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you have six map boxes, okay? In this tiny epic box, you get one map scroll. You have 32 unit cards, 16 tactic cards, one control card, three action dice, nine solo enemy cards, six dungeon cards. 16 wooden units. Listen to this. 41 wooden tokens. And of course, their wood book. They also tell you which card sleeves you need for this game. If you are like you and have that other uh, syndrome of the hobby that is called sleeve everything that you own, <laughs> well, then this is a game for you as well. Sam, this game, Sam. This game. Yes. Please please tell me the name of the game that I'm talking about. The game you are talking about is Tiny Epic Tactics. Oh, man. It sounds beautiful. It plays beautiful. I'm in love with Tiny Epic Tactics. You know, I mean, it's it's just, it's just a, lot, a lot to take. Now, I have the box here. Let's do the audio unboxing, my friend. Sam, this is Tiny Epic. The first thing that you get is that you take a sleeve. I guess it's called a sleeve. A box sleeve, mm -hmm. right? That you take yes. from the box. And that's important because remember on Tiny Epic Galaxies when I told you that you use the box for rolling die and all this stuff? Well, here, remember the contents? You use the box and boxes from inside to lay out, listen to this, your 3D, tridimensional, three, I'm sorry, 3D area, 3D land, 3D map, however you want to call it. The game is going to be in 3D, and you're going to use the boxes. And guess what's going to happen? If you go and play to a gaming store or towards a library or anywhere public, people will pass by the, by your table, and they're going to be like, 
what the heck is that? They're going to be, you know, amazed of how beautiful, how beautiful it looks on 3D. Once again, I have pictures on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Go and check them out because, Sam, <laughs> I need to congratulate to whoever come, came with this idea. It looks beautiful, the 3D on the table. It really does. Uh, it, and the surprising thing is that you can get that really cool 3D play experience in a tiny epic box. I, I think that's probably the most amazing thing about it is that not only do you have this 3D game board where, you know, you're you're battling each other, um, you know, moving up and down terrain and using terrain to your advantage, but you're getting a 3D terrain game in the size of a tiny epic game. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, you know, now we, you open the box and the first thing you have, it's on the back of one of the box. It tells you, you want more maps? Like if it wasn't enough, you want more maps? Well, do the QR code for the expansion. Then you have the expansions, the Savage Wastelands and the Winter Highlands that we're going to talk in a little bit. But you have the rule book, which is at 27, I believe. Let me go again and check the unboxing here. 27 double-sided full-color pages. Now, you could think about, well, why? I mean, 27, the other ones were around uh, 12 or 11, then 16. Now you're getting bigger. Yes, you're getting bigger, but for a good reason. Because did you listen to all the different modes that you can play this game? Uh, you know, I told you like two versus two, three for all, solo, you know, uh, one versus all, like uh, fully cooperative. I mean, it's... You have a lot of ways to play this game. So you know that one of my big filters in games is always the replayability. If this one, if you're looking for replayability and fun, this is it. Now, I hope I'm not doing any copyright thing, Sam, but I need to tell you what I think about this game. For me, this game, it's mm -hmm. a combination of Dungeons and Dragons in a board game and one of my favorite video game franchises, The Legend of Zelda. That's how I feel mm. when I play it. And I love that. Now, the mat, you have a, like a little, like a cloth mat that you lay out on the table and it looks good too. It's double-sided. And this is the first thing, this is the first time that I see a mat like this in any, in any of the tiny epic games. And, you know, I hope it's going to be a constant thing or, or they're going to bring it also for future games. Then you have all the wooden tokens. One nice thing about this rule book as well is that uh, the terrain quick reference because you have a lot of different terrain of the game. And at the back of the rule book, it tells you the reference, like the, the, according to the actions, if you want to climb, if you do higher ground, lower ground, planes, bridges. But to, to make it more understandable and to make more sense of it, Sam, please tell us briefly how Tiny Epic works, the Tiny Epic tactics, I'm sorry. Yes. So you mentioned the rule book is definitely beefier than, uh, than some of the other rule books. And that is because you really have five different games within this one Tiny Epic box. You have five different ways that you can play. Um, uh, and so you can play a two to four player competitive where you have three different control points on the board. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to maintain control of these control points and capturing your opponents because capturing your opponents gives them less influence on the board, but also is going to give you victory points for having captured them at the end of the game. So it's a constant battle between everybody there trying to maintain control of control points and take over your opponents. You have the 2v2 team competitive where it's the same concept, but you have another player that's on your team. 
Then you have the one-player solo adventure, which is it plays completely differently than the competitive version. You're using the same basic mechanics, but it almost turns into kind of a dungeon crawler. Yeah, I love it. I love it, yeah. Where you're using the 3D terrain, and the 3D terrain is actually double-sided, and so you get to flip over those boxes that you're climbing on, and you get to explore the dungeons below trying to gain the crystals. And so you're running through trying to defeat the AI enemies that are coming at you while exploring and gaining all the crystals while your time keeps ticking on down and constantly putting pressure on you. And then you have the two-player cooperative, which is the same thing, but you can play with another player and you have twice the amount of enemies on the map, which can really complicate things for you um, because you can't explore the dungeons if there's anybody above. And then finally, the two-to-four-player battle mode which I think people are going to really, really love because that's where you can actually customize where your terrain goes. And that's where you're going to take that scroll that is the basis of your map and you'll flip it over and you can build whatever configuration of terrain that you want and then go to battle. Um, And so I think that's, uh, I'm excited to see what people come up with as far as different terrains that they can put on. And then you also mentioned the maps expansion that will be releasing at the same time as the game, which uh, the game will be releasing on January 4th, 1st? Okay. Right in January. Um, right at the beginning of January. And that map expansion will give you two new scrolls as well as a bunch of box covers, which give you different configurations, different terrain, all to be able to play in any of those play modes. Yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, like you described perfectly the, the different modes that you can play the game. I play all the modalities already to try it out. They all super fun. They all feel very different. Uh, definitely for me, I mean, like you said, the one that you can modify the the terrain is super great. The one that I really enjoy playing it that I was, oh my God. And for you amazing listeners, I think it will be a, a big plus. The solo version. The solo version, it's great when you're looking for those crystals and you have like Sam say that time that you need to do it because your enemies are getting closer. Your enemies are, you know, fighting you back and then the time keeps going by the turns and you, there's ways that you can manipulate time and try to delay a little bit and have more time to explore the dungeons, which by the way, it's a very cool feeling when you flip the box uh, or some of the tiles of the box and then you have the dungeon inside. It has all the symbols like, okay, a monster is here and you can pass through here, but you need to reach over there. And this is the entrance of the dungeon and it's so, so cool. You have the different characters, you have the wizard, you have the knight, you have the the archer, I guess. You have all of them. You have the beast as well that you know that you can play with, and you're gonna be manipulating and trying to play very, very well your strategy in order to survive. And every time that you find a crystal, that crystal tr- triggers a benefit. And now it seems like it's gonna get easier, but no, it's not because the enemies keep getting closer, and it's a whole adventure. I remember the first time that I played this game. It was, I don't know if, if, if you're related to the show, Sam, but I was just finishing watching um, Dark Crystal, Age of the Resistance on Netflix. And it has a beautiful music score, very like, you know, a fantasy epic, like Lord of the Rings type. And mm-hmm. oh, my God, when I was playing this game, I feel like I was, I was on the TV show. I mean, once again, I hope I don't jump into copyright. But what I'm trying to say is like the game has a very cool immersiveness mechanic. There's another fact for me as a solo player, another filter. That you know, amazing listeners, that I like replayability and I like immersiveness. Definitely Tiny Epic Tactics has that immersiveness, like very, very deep, very strong. All the Tiny Epic games, they feel very thematic. They feel immersive as well. 
but this one have it like very deep and you feel like you actually you know there in that universe and it's great now another good thing that sam mentioned for all of you amazing listeners from mexico you know that we have the dia de reyes which literally translates to the day of the kings on january 6 and in mexico we have the tradition that besides christmas we also ask for gifts on january 6 so there you go from my friends in mexico or latin america because i think the tradition it goes all the way from uh, Central to uh, South America. Um, you know, this, this could be a great gift for Day of the Kings or Dia de los Reyes. And also, um, you know, as a New Year's gift, I mean, you know why we only need to give gifts on Christmas? We can do gifts on New Year's as well. Or you can do just a gift for yourself. And so if you, if you are able, if you are able, please, please, you won't regret. Check out this game. Check out the pictures that we have posted in the social medias uh there's a lot of content out there on youtube also another fantastic podcast around you know these uh geeky universe that they already talk about tiny epic tactics check them out it's just uh, i love it i mean the three games that we talk about it today the three i love them at the same level but these tiny epic tactics definitely blew my mind because of all the terrain and the 3d aspect on the table it looks beautiful. I remember Sam when I posted the picture of the game when I just received it and I, and I set it up on the on the table and I posted on on a social media. Man, the response was great. Like everybody was like, "Oh man, it looks beautiful." And then also I want to mention there's a, a Facebook group of tiny epic fans that you should check it out and try to be in the group. I'm pretty sure no, yes. there's not gonna be any problem for anybody to to bring you in. I'm in that group, so you can chat through there with me. I think Sam is in that group as well. When I, I am an admin there, of that group. Yeah, you see, so he will he will accept you. So just send the request <laughs> anyway. Um, and and you, you know, heard it here first. Tiny yeah, you heard it here first. That's a, that's an exclusive. That's yeah. My friend Sam here, he's the administrator, so there's no excuses. He will accept you. He will put you there in that way. You can share your pictures as well. But anyway, when I posted there, Sam, everybody's very everybody was very excited to get their copies now because it looks beautiful. It looks fantastic and looks great. So once again, this was Tiny Epic Tactics, also Tiny Epic Mech, Type Epic Galaxies. Tiny Epic Galaxies, you can find them right now on Gambling website, which once again is www.gambling.com. That's correct? Gamelinggames.com. There you go. You see, I was giving the word. Gamelinggames.com. You can find this game there. Now, a little bit after Christmas, a little bit after Christmas, then you can get Tiny Epic Tactics. Now, it's very common also that a lot of people, they give gift cards or sometimes cash as a gift. Well, then you know what you're going to do with those because you can get this game. Now, the other great news and the other thing that I want to talk before we say goodbye, Sam, is that the prices of the games are crazy accessible. Like, that's one of the things yes. that I love also from Tiny Epic. Because, once again, besides the Ultra Tiny Epic, they all share the same price, right? They do. Yeah, yes, which... all of the Tiny Epic games, if you purchase them in a, in a retail store, the retail cost is $25. And if you want to purchase the Deluxe Edition, um, which comes directly from us, it is the low price of $30. US dollars. Oh, it's it's a steal, a steal. I mean, for, for $5 more, you get better, I guess, the Deluxe Edition upgrade, which, by the way, it will be, I mean, if you have it in hand there, if not, that's fine. What is the, usually, what is the Deluxe Edition on every game? What is the difference so it, between... 
it differs every game. Every game is going to be a little bit different. So in tactics, um, you get the lanterns. Um, oh, cool. Extensions. In mechs, you get a couple of new pilots, and you get the loot box um, and spotlight mini expansion. And in galaxies, you get the satellites and super weapons mini expansion. Oh, that's good. So you see, that's a seal. So I highly recommend that, you know, um, go to Gambling uh, website. Once again, gamblinggames.com. Check out this game. Get it for Christmas, Tiny Epic Tactics. If there's any able to pre-order there or whatever, just do it. You won't regret. It's a great game. Also, check the catalog that they have there because they have mats for the other games. They have a very, very cool thing that I'm looking forward to getting my hands to also share it with you in pictures and do an, uh, you know, talk talk about it on the second round or third round, which is a tiny epic hall, which literally you can put all the games there and that's your backpack. Game hall carrier, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's an amazing uh, thing that once again, I want to get my hands on it and that way we can talk about it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great backpack, I guess, little bag that you can fit all the tiny epics in there. Uh, you get creative, you can also put the mats there. And, you know, the games, most of the games, they have mats, you know, already for to look more beautiful on the table. So there's a lot of things that you can watch or you can see at gamblinggames.com. So go, please, and check it out. Sam, it was a pleasure to be with you on the round one of Tiny Epic. It was a pleasure to be here. And before we go, I want to say one more thing. Go for it. Is this is, this is at, your house, my friend. Go for it. At the time that we're recording, it happened last night. Um, but the newest Tiny Epic, which is Tiny Epic Dinosaurs, just finished on Kickstarter yesterday. Um, but by the time this episode airs, uh, late pledges will be available. So you will be able to, if, you, if you're just hearing about Tiny Epic for the first time and you're super interested... Um, Tiny Epic Dinosaurs will be available for late pledges, so you can still get that deluxe edition at the Kickstarter price. Um, if you head to GamelandGames.com, we will have that late pledge link right on our front page. Well, that's great. You know, now you saw it. Like, go for the late pledge. Go to check the website as well. Check the other games, and you won't regret. Sam, thank you very much, my friend. Word, uh, besides the Facebook group, what is the other gambling social medias for all of you amazing listeners? In that way, you can go and follow. Yeah, so Gamelin Games, we have our Facebook page. We have our Instagram page. I try to make sure we get a lot of posts on both of those. Um, we also have the Gamelin Games newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website. Um, that will make sure that you are up to date on everything happening with Gamelin. Um, and then we also have a Twitter account as well that uh, is mainly run by our CEO, Michael Coe. So he posts a lot of his own personal thoughts on there. Um, but uh, a lot of gameland stuff as well. So there you go. There's no no excuses for not to be updated with Tiny Epic, with Gambling Games, and to follow them in their social media. Once again, Sam, thank you so much for all of you amazing listeners. Uh, thank you, and like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.